evening, everyone. Welcome to Short and Junk. Tonight, we're going to answer the question, have you ever tried that change the font you're writing in editing in method and what did you think of it? Now, there was an article that was written talking about the use of Comic Sans and how it kind of resets your brain a little bit and that changing the font of a project that you're working on and making it Comic Sans can help you as a writer and that it will make you write when you may have been stuck before. Now, I read this article. I think Jilly sent it to me. And I thought to myself, bullshit. I literally thought bullshit. I might have even said it out loud. And I, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick out the project that I have been stuck on and unable to write on forever. Like, it had been sitting on my hard drive for two years after a rough trade event. And it's like, it's not happening. I'll never finish this fucking thing. And so I went into it and I changed it to Comic Sans. And 42,000 words later, I finished it. Ish. 42-ish thousand words later, I finished it. And that project was Starkly Loyal. And the only reason I finished it is because I read that stupid article and I changed my stupid font to Comic Sans or and wrote. And I finished it. And I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I still thought, bullshit. That's just bullshit. That's so stupid. What? I was so mad. I was so mad that it worked. It was infuriating that it worked. Why did it work? <laughs> why does this stupid trick work? But it does work. And often, um, that's one of the reasons why when you're, when you're, uh, like, when you take your work from your Word document and you publish it on AO3 or on your own website, that you will see or notice mistakes that you didn't notice in your Word document. And that's because you've given your brand new environment to look at and the mistakes will stand out. Because um, I oft, always do that. I'll, I'll go read my site and I'll find mistakes that I did not see in the original um, Word document that are glaringly obvious. Um, on the website. So what you can do is like when you get it ready to edit, change your font. Don't edit in the same font that you use to write in and um, even change the background of your document to, to a different color if you if you do that. Now I write on a black background um, and um, sometimes I will edit on a light background and change the font to give my brain a kind of a reset because it it works and it's stupid. Um, okay. So, like, that was a really short um, um, question to answer. Um, I feel like that there are lots of tricks out there for making yourself right or making yourself be creative, um, in, you know, getting yourself over a slump or, you know, conquering so-called writer's block. Um, and sometimes you, you just need to give your brain a little kick, you know, a, a little moment and other times you just need to let yourself you just relax and give yourself permission to not be creative and don't uh be down on yourself about not being able to complete something or um it's perfectly okay to be your biggest fan in fact i recommend you be your own biggest fan because that way um you don't have to seek outside validation where you'll just get disappointed and hurt uh so if this little trick, if this little trick about changing the font or changing the background color of your document helps you, then by all means do it. I mean, I think that it's just super beneficial. 
uh, to to give your brain a little bit of a reset. And if that Comic Sans thing does it, then do it. Um, well, no, actually, they specifically in the article I read said Comic Sans because it um it has a it it has something so, something to do with the kerning, so something to do with the spacing of the letters, and um is that called kerning, um something to do with the way uh the 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 font itself is shaped um it's very relaxing to the eye and it is itself the font itself is very soothing to your brain um on a physiological level um as far as like you know input to the eye and the brain processing it so um <clears throat> Is specifically about that font in that in that particular article that I read, uh, but often just changing the color um, of your background. If you go say say if you write on a white background, maybe go to like a, a tan or a sepia, or or even a dark background when you're doing your editing, will help you see your errors better. And honestly, that trick worked because I don't think that Dr. Lowell would even be finished today if I had not gotten irritated by that article and opened it up and changed it to Comic Sans. I, to this day, it is confounding. I, I don't understand why it worked. I mean, I understand the science of it. I just think it's bullshit. <laughs> and yet, and yet, it worked. Since this is so short, I'm going to actually pick up another question um, that's related to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is the article. Yeah. It's called, You Can Solve Writer's Block by Changing Your Font. And it's on the writingcooperative.com. I'll go ahead and do the art-inspired one, too. So the question is, are, are there other times when... I talked earlier in a previous short and junk about how I was inspired to write The Air of the Angels Brief because of a piece of art that I received. Um, and the question is, is, are there other times where art has inspired a story? Nothing stands out. On those short one-sentence prompts we did, we did the art after we did the sentence prompts. And so the art was secondary um, to it. Um, I did recently make myself some art for my um, my quarter one Big Moxie for next year. Uh, but that's just like, I already knew what I was going to write and I just wanted to give myself a gift. Um, I'll share it with you guys because I'm really pleased with it. Um... But often I find the greatest inspiration in music, which is, a, which is an art as well. Uh, I am highly enamored um, with the storytelling aspects of, of music. And uh, one of my more interesting ideas, oh, Josh Groban, me and Josh Groban and Stargate are bros. Um, I, uh, one of the... Um, biggest inspirations I ever got from a piece of music was uh, The Revenant Idea. Um, the Revenant Idea, I was listening to some um, music and um, I had an old playlist and I picked the old playlist and it had a song by um, Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson. It's called The Highwayman. Um, and that was the origin idea for Revenant. Um, which I wrote for Stargate and now I currently have a series in progress for Harry Potter where um, the human soul, some people have the ability to um, transcend their physical form and uh, 
as a part of the evolutionary process and become a revenant and a revenant can anchor with another human being to continue to live their life. Um, it's a symbiotic relationship and the highwayman, that song, um, is the reason that story exists because I, I was just utterly inspired by the lyrics one night and it just, it just, the idea just, just came out of me, um, very organically, um, about these revenants living through history on earth and just the, um, and sharing their not um, their knowledge and their experiences with others through a anchoring situation. I, f I found it super inspiring. Um, one of my most favorite songs recently is um, "Glimpse of Us" by how do you say Joji? Is it J O J I? Is that is that Joji or Jojai? Anyway, it's called "Glimpse of Us" and it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely gorgeous, and I I find a lot of um, inspiration in in music. I really do. Uh, I listen to music pretty much all the time when I'm writing because it's not a good idea to listen to people talking. At least for me, it's not a good idea to listen to people talking when I'm writing because sometimes what they're saying on the TV or in a show will end up in my writing. I, I will actually type it out like a transcription and realize what I'm doing and I have to delete, 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 delete to get it all out because it obviously won't fit my story, um, but it'll be in there. So music in that way is um a good way to give myself something to listen to without ending up putting dialogue from i don't know mountain monster hunters <laughs> just whatever i might have on in the background um i'm also very fond of josh radin um beautiful storyteller and i do enjoy the storytelling elements of music um because that's what that's what really, really inspires me is that um, the the narrative structure of, of storytelling and, and song is is can be very inspiring and, and awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, finding a new artist is always a really, really great. I love finding <coughs> someone else who who is going to tell me a story um, through their music. There's not really anything better than that. I love the creative spirit of 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 music and the the fiction narrative and the artistry um, in art itself. Uh, always, always, uh, what inspires other people and how they respond to that inspiration is inspiring to me. Um, I love nothing more than 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 other creative people who who really throughout history have told us one story after another um and woven the fabric of of who we are as a species into uh into that narrative whether it be through song or through story or through um drawings uh paintings it's i think that that's the human experience that um that's the that's where i find value in the human experience personally I, some of my fondest memories, um, are of sitting with my grandparents and being told stories. To this day, I'm not sure if they were actually true or not, but it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if they were true, um, because they were entertaining. And I grew up with that kind of, um, that, that narrative, um, experience where, um, life isn't just something you live, it's something you talk about too. Um, 
And love isn't just something that you have. It's something that you experience and share. And so uh, that's just, it's, and when I'm writing, um, that's what I want to give to my readers. The things that inspire me and amuse me and um, the things that make me angry as well. The things that I find intolerable, the, the things that I aspire to, the things that I love. And as a maker, it's important to me that I really invest myself in my own human experience and tell my stories through my own lens. And I hope that as writers and artists, um, and makers in your own right, that you find that creative space for yourself. Because honestly, it is it is deeply satisfying on a very personal level to have been writing for 35 years and to be where I am right now as a writer. Um, it's not where a lot of people would want me to be. Because, you know, I still get grief about not writing professionally. Um, I just... I told somebody... We talked about it on a podcast years ago. Maybe when, maybe when we were still on Blog Talk. About how if someone questions you about writing fan fiction or doing fan art. Um, and implying that it has no value because you can't make money off of it. That the only answer that they really deserve from you is that you're doing what makes you happy. Because there's something uniquely interesting about telling somebody, I read because it makes me happy. I write because it makes me happy. I listen to music because it makes me happy. I play games because it makes me happy. Whatever you do that makes you happy that you do. And then to have that person stand in front of you and try to tell you that you shouldn't do the thing that makes you happy. Because either they accept it and move on, or they try to argue with you and tell you basically that you don't deserve to be happy. And if they argue with you about that, if they tell you that you shouldn't do this, even if it makes you happy, unless you're like, you know, burying bodies in the backyard, don't do that. But I'm just saying, if it's just benign happiness, um, and you have somebody in your life telling you that you shouldn't do that, fuck them. You can't trust them with anything, honestly. Because when you have somebody in your face telling you you don't have the right to be happy, when literally you do. Well, honestly, you have the right to pursue it if you're in the United States. We have the right to pursue happiness. I'm over here fucking pursuing my happiness, okay? One day at a time. 35 years and counting. It'll be 35 years in December, basically. No, no, no. That was when I got the top part of the year before. Because um, I really count my first year of writing as the year I wrote my first novel when I was 12. So I think I finished it. I started it in January. I think I finished it around... The middle of October. So I'm coming up on my 35 year anniversary as what I consider myself to be a writer. And conservatively, I would say that I've probably written close to 25 million words during that time period. Obviously, not all of it is shareable. Um, some of it was on typewriter. Some of it was, some of it is long gone. Some of it's in notebooks. But every moment, every word that I wrote as a writer um, built the writer that I am today. And I'm pretty proud of that. Anyways, well, thank you guys for hanging out with me. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a fantastic evening wherever you are. And um, good night.